We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and... Oh, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay oh man that was delightful that should and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear my name is sierra de Mulder. <laughs> and i'm sam blackwell <laughs> and today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is insecure about her boyfriend's ex uh but before we begin we just wanted to give you our surgeon general's warning which is that sierra and i are not licensed mental health practitioners and we are barely professional podcasters because we yeah. just decided to record through sierra's hiccups <laughs> Uh, yes, we were like, you know what? We just break up weights for no man and That's right. no hiccup, right? No hiccup. Absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, Sam and I are not professionals, obviously, and we're not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings, so hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. You did it. You did it. <laughs> All right, we are going to get into our letter. So our letter today comes from Insecure Lady, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from Instagram land and mean brain, which sounds like the worst place to be. Hi, Sam and Sierra. Thank you for your podcast. You are both so insightful and are helping me view relationships in very healthy ways. My partner, he, him, and I have been dating for a year One of the things we bonded over was our long-term past relationships. 
Both were for four years and followed us from high school into college. We have both acknowledged that we are very different people now, but these are special first relationships in that we have little to no anger at our exes and we really only have positive memories. I trust him completely and I know that I don't have feelings for my ex either. However, I feel a little insecure about the topic still to this day. We have dated for less long, and I'm afraid that he doesn't view our connection as special. It came up when meeting his family. They were all very close, but that has slowly faded away. I think I am mostly insecure because I have never dated anyone with an ex before. Logically, I know he loves me so much, but I can't help comparing myself and our relationship which I know is damaging. As talked about on this podcast fairly often, I engage in self-destructive behaviors that make this feeling worse. Love that you called frequent, it out. <laughs> Absolutely. I frequent her Instagram quite often. It's bad. I know it's bad. I hate that I do it. But also, why does he like her posts still? Do you guys still like your ex's posts? Is it even a big deal? If he hasn't done anything to make me feel insecure and is so loving and great towards me, why do I feel the need to compare myself to his ex? Can you help me with affirmations or things to steer my brain in a different direction when I feel it coming down this rabbit hole? All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter and waiting through my hiccups for the advice. <laughs> I think they're almost gone. Um, Listen, this is the most relatable letter. We get questions about this all the time, and you're totally right. We talk about how checking exes and, you know, ex, how checking exes, Instagrams, or, um, you know, ex girlfriends or whatever is self destructive, but it is so, so, so relatable. Um, it, it is an itch that we scratch when we don't even want to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and, we're going to give you some advice on how to think about this a little di bit differently, why we think people do it, myself included, even though I give people on advice on this show to not do it. Um, we're going to muse on all of that in just a quick minute break, <laughs> just a quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and 
and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. So let's get into it. Why do we stab ourselves repeatedly (laughs) over and over and over again by looking at our our partner's ex's Instagram page? Like, what is that itch that we need to scratch? And like, why is it so, so itchy? And is it because we're numb (laughs) to the world because of this like late stage (laughs) capitalism that we're living in and we just like need some sort of feeling. And so we're like, this will suffice this pain that I'm inflicting on myself. It's better than the numbness of the universe. Oh my God. Sam is on a bender and I'm going to derail him. I'm going to pull him over, take control of the wheel. Uh, I'm just saying I think it's it's less the collective numbness and more um, the collective vigilance and anxiety we've been mm. taught to have and access that we've been granted with social media. Like so for true. me, I think it's about like the itch is this idea of I, I need to find something that is going to give me knowledge that will somehow... Uh, help me and prevent hurt. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like there's this mm-hmm. anxiety about like, man, we've got all this access. We've got all this information out there in the world. 
And it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to prevent ourselves from being hurt. So when you have access to something that is like mildly prickly or, you know, evoking of emotions like an ex, your partner's important ex's Instagram. Yeah, there's like this morbid curiosity, but it's it's not just morbid curiosity. It's like that we want to be able to look at the past and have it tell us something that will make sense and and protect us. You want to see this is like your mm. lizard brain, I'm assuming assuming mm. and and if I'm wrong, I'm just spouting out ideas. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> casting a wide net if you will. But like when we look at um a ex's Instagram, our partner's ex's Instagram, we want to s- gather information that either makes us feel better or feel worse. We want to know that we are more attractive than them or less Mm. attractive, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that can either feed the insecurity trolls or make us feel better, but then also worse because we're like, why are they with somebody that we deem as less attractive than us? Even though like attractability, even though attraction is not like on a scale, (laughs) on a universal Mm -hmm. scale. Um, we want to, you know, see them embarrass themselves or do something that we would never do so that we feel somehow better or secure, you know, like, for sure. I don't know. We want to see, um, what our partners saw in them. And we also don't want to see it, right? We don't want to see them look beautiful and thrive or, or whatever it, it is. And also just like to mention the itch that Sam said, like, Social media is designed to be literally addictive. I'm using that word intentionally and with all of the baggage that comes with it. Like we all have a collective addiction to social media. And so it's not, I think it, I think this destructive behavior that even you and I describe on this show, it's not often, it's often it's not this conscious choice to hurt ourselves. It's an addictive need. Mm to check something because we have access to it, to itch this sure. scratch or scratch this itch, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Sierra's right that like, um, you know, I think that there's um, this idea that we're, that we're, our, we're trying to keep ourselves safe. So we're trying to like get reconnaissance on, on somebody's ex yeah. that we like won't make the same mistake. But I also think that like, there's this other sort of side of it that's like, I'm going to keep myself safe by, removing my vulnerability from this relationship, right? If I can look at this person and convince myself that I'm somehow less than them and therefore worthy of leaving, Mm -hmm. then it won't hurt as much when I actually get left because I'll have prepared myself for the inevitability of the fact that this person that I like will really leave me, right? Like, Mm. I think that that's like the, the, like, fucked up <laughs> mm-hmm. and I mean this like not in a way of like calling you fucked up friend like I'm calling oh, this am, a way I of like <laughs> totally fucked up <laughs> <laughs> of like the the let's not even call it fucked up let's call it the hurt like the hurt way in which we approach so many of our relationships this like deep mm-hmm. fear of vulnerability that we have because the messages that we've been receiving for so long from ourselves from others from media from the, the, the things that we're consuming, right. Is telling us like, you're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. So buy more things, buy more things, buy more Mm -hmm. things. We're coming back to capitalism, but the, and so it, it feels better to believe those messages so that it won't hurt as much when we don't get the thing that we want or when we have to, when somebody inevitably leaves us, 
but that doesn't actually help, right? It doesn't, mm-hmm. first of all, it doesn't make it hurt less when somebody actually leaves us. <laughs> and secondly, it prevents us from fully embracing and enjoying the love that we have in this moment, the thing that we have, right? It, it encourages us to sit on the sidelines of the arena and shout at other people saying, don't do this. Like you're a fool for, for putting yourself out there rather than actually being in the scary arena with all the gladiators doing the remarkable thing of being in relationship with people. Mm -hmm. And so like, I want to just name that not as a way to say like, that's how you fix it is like fixing yourself or like, like loving yourself differently. But I do want to say that, or at least like point to it as being, this is a really effective tool that we can use to reinforce that narrative for ourselves over and over again. Right. Like, I don't think you not looking at this person's Instagram is like the necessarily like the thing that's going to heal you or even that you somehow need to be healed to stop Mm. looking at this person's Instagram. What I am saying to you is that like you are continually reaching for a weapon that's super effective in reinforcing that narrative that you have over and over again. And I think that letting go of that is going to help you figure out what it looks like to move in a different direction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to sit in that trust of of your relationship absolutely. and not be so, so vigilant, you know, I also want to say really quickly, like, I know, I know that it's possible to check an ex's Instagram or, or whoever's Instagram, um, almost like a bad habit. Like it's mm-hmm. not, I agree with everything Sam and I already said, but I also want to, I'm calling in the people like me who, who have a tendency to do it almost passively just because, because of the addiction of social media, because of how easy it is to click, 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 because we have access. It's, it's almost like a, like a peep show or like a voyeuristic thing that you get to, mm-hmm. you get to glimpse behind the curtain into this person's life that you're not a part of, but you're connected tangentially and they meant something to your special person once. So like, it's, it's honestly, it feels so voyeuristic to me when, when I do it, it feels like, like, um, I don't know, it's just like such a bizarre access that we have to people who are no, who, who are no longer in our lives or who are only related to us adjacently, you know? For sure. Yeah. It's um, like the, the cult of us. celebrity, but about like, yes, our, Oh my God, that's a great, that's a great way to put it. The cult, it's, they they feel like celebrities because we want to be like, well, what are they wearing? Where, how are they pumping their gas? Who are they dating? How are Mm -hmm. they handling themselves? This person that I've built up in my head that I don't actually know. For sure. Um, Celebrity is an awesome comparison. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just want to say that because I, I, I think it is a wound or I think it's something I think it's both about our own comfortability with um, the nuance, with the vulnerability of trusting, and it's also voyeuristic, and it's also about access. It's all of these things. I guess to our letter writer, I want to say, you know, his ex doesn't tell you anything about you, what you are, what you aren't, what you're lacking, what you're abundant with. Yeah, Um, no, it's not like he, like, he, like... (laughs) 
had an array of people in front of him and was like, here's the succession in which I will date these people for mm-hmm. these particular reasons or whatever. Right, exactly. Like it's, it's yeah. like not a, like a rational, we think it a rational will, choice but it, for it sure. It doesn't. Um, Absolutely. And they're, and they're way less connected than we think, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the toxic thoughts that we have about exes, like how could you date that person? What does it tell? What is it telling me about me? Do you think I'm like that? Like, the, the the toxic thoughts that we really mull over obsessively are often the ones that are unanswerable because they're not real. You know, he could date that person who's more promiscuous than you, and it means nothing. It means literally nothing. <laughs> you For know, I'm sure. thinking about the, the people who are like, oh, they were just dating that person because they were slutty or whatever, as if that's sure. something wrong. Um, yeah. And as if that reflects poorly on you, what they did before you were together. Mm. Um, anyway, back to our letter writer. The I think the hardest pill I'm going to offer up for you to swallow is the idea that, um, you know, you asked about him liking her pictures And I'm going to I'm going to offer up like a little vulnerable idea that she might be important to him forever or for right now. (laughs) Yeah. First love. Not not on a hierarchy. First love is not the best love. Let me tell you. And your your partner definitely knows that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh Um, But like, you know, they were close at one point. They your partner wants his ex to do well is going to easily celebrate her successes or her cute photos or her graduation or whatever with one easy click of the button. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean more than that, but also it could mean that it could mean that she's important to him. Mm -hmm. And how are we going to sit in that discomfort of that idea and sort of flex and release control in that trust? Absolutely. And and part of that is reminding yourself that, He's choosing not to be with her. Yeah, they broke up for a reason. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's like making an active choice to not be with this person. And he's making an active choice to be with you, not because Mm -hmm. he you're some sort of consolation prize to him, but because he didn't want to be with this person and he does want to be with you. And and again, it's like it can be really easy to understand that intellectually it can Mm -hmm. be much harder to build intentional practices that reinforce the truth of that. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why it can be so challenging for us when it's like, I know intellectually that he really chooses me, but I don't know why I don't feel it. Maybe because we're like looking at the ex's Instagram all the time and being like, why is he liking the pictures? You know what I mean? Where it's like, sometimes it's, yeah. it just sometimes feels like, oh, I need to, when I become healed, I will suddenly stop doing the self-destructive behavior, right? Like that'll be the thing to like stop me from doing it. Right. And when in reality, it's like the, the self-destructive behavior is often always, or is often reinforcing the feeling of not being healed, right? You know what I mean? Where it's like, Folks who are alcoholics go through an entire 12 step program, right? Like Mm -hmm. often after they have stopped drinking, 
right? Because the healing doesn't just lead to the thing changing. We often need to stop the self-destructive behavior or address the self-destructive behavior before we can move to a place where we're even ready to heal, which is me saying to you, I need you to stop looking at this person's Instagram. And when you (laughs) feel yourself wanting to do it, I want you to do something else. I want you to sub in some sort of activity for it. Like, and not just like an idol, like I'm not going to click on it. When that thought, when you reach for your phone and start typing in her name, I want you to get up and do something. (laughs) Like, I want you to walk away from it in like a really intentional way, not in a way of like, okay, well, I'll just keep scrolling on Instagram and look at other people's account. I want you to like throw the phone across the room and like walk around it if you need to, or like, go get a drink from the kitchen sink or like whatever it is. But, but I need you to put as much friction between you and this thing as possible. And I'm telling you this because this thing is contributing to the problem. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I got to say that explicitly. It's, it's making your relationship harder. It's making absolutely. you unhappy period. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. And I think that the process of you figuring out how to dismantle this like story you've created about this X for yourself is going to be easier when the self-destructive behavior is happening or not happening. And I don't think you're going to get to a point where you're going to be able to dismantle that story without first stopping this self-destructive behavior. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, good. Am I like totally off base here? No. And also like, I think it's about, Going back to the addiction part of it about, you know, social media being like an actual thing that we do compulsively without thinking that actively contributes to the anxiety and insecurity and unhappiness of our life. Like, for sure. I think just naming that and disrupting the patterns that make it so easy to tap those buttons it's it's not just going to, it's it's not enough for Sam and I to say, stop looking at her Instagram. And it's also not enough for us to say who he dated in the past has nothing to do with you. Exactly. It's not enough to hear it. We yep. have to put some friction in between these things and start making slow, small steps and pattern changes that align with the, that align with our peace. Literally, mm-hmm. you can say, I wish her yep. well, I wish her peace, but but she's no longer invited into my space. Absolutely. I don't need to know what she's doing, who she's hanging out with, what she's wearing. I don't need to know any of that in order to be able to wish her peace, right? Yeah. She can be as far away from me as she needs to be, and that's okay, right? I, I'm yes. not thinking anything negative about her, but I also don't need her presence in my life in any sort yes. of way. I absolutely agree. All right, my darling, thank you so much for the question um, and the opportunity to muse on why we choose violence every day against ourselves. <laughs> That's real. That is really real. Uh, we <laughs> love you. And for, honestly, for the reminder for me to like just buckle it up and stop looking at people's Instagram that I don't care about. It's a waste of my time. I, I'm literally wasting my life on that fucking app. All right, y'all. It's really, it's true. Uh, all right, my darling, thank you so much for writing. We love you. Helps. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us, you can always uh, support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise.
Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music recording, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and his music. And remember, you know, life is wild. Life is vulnerable and unpredictable. And love is the same way. So, of course, we want to look for things that we can control, look for things that we can predict, things that we can do right in order to prevent future suffering. But we're not going to find those things in the past. We're not going to find them looking at our partner's ex or their Instagram. Um, We're not going to find anything but reinforcement that we are not worthy. So stop looking at the places that will reinforce all of the bad things you think about yourself. You are worthy of now and you are worthy of being chosen. And if all else fails. Just break up. <laughs>